It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. All right, Good morning, good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Pink Millionaire Nicola Smith Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind, so you can start winning with life, money, and business. And so on this morning, we are talking about millions from scratch and what does it take? Many people are not aware of, you know, what does it really take to um, make a million dollars from scratch? And, and we, we know that. We're glamorizing this nowadays, and that's not what this um, what this episode is about. We're just going to keep it just so real. You know, we are here on our blog talk, and we're glad that we're up and running. I don't want to ever lose you guys as far as the value that we're adding uh, to you. We also are on Clubhouse, so we have our girl, Denikia. We have our uh, Bishop Razzie Mason on and a few other folks that'll be hopping on. And as they're coming in, Denikia, go ahead and make um, Robert a moderator if you can get him in the room because, oh gosh, are we talking about humble beginnings? Our scripture is going to be coming um, out of the book of Job, chapter 8, verse 7. And so um, I'm sure you guys have had Job moments. You're probably in the midst of a Job moment or season in your life right now. And so I think that this is very fitting, especially talking about millions from scratch, bottom all the way to the top. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made and we're glad and we're joyous. We're here in the land of the living Heavenly Father. As you are giving us our specific instructions on this day, we want to have our ears inclined spiritually. Also, be courageous in the natural to have um, full alignment with you and your will and your way as we are going out to do these great exploits in your name. Let us be careful to acknowledge you in all of our ways. Let us be clear on the vision that you've already given us and let us walk in that, not concerning ourselves with the distractions of the world. Let us walk in our rightful position as dominators here not only in business, but also the resources that you're giving. Right now, as a transfer of wealth is occurring, let us not, uh, you know, despise humble beginnings because you've already laid and set the foundation that it's you first and then our family and everything else that we want. Let us resist the temptation of seeking the world before your kingdom. Let us resist the temptation of seeking the answers of the world instead of the rights of your kingdom so that everything else that we need will be added to us. We honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's, let's talk about, uh, let's go to Job chapter eight, verse seven. And it says, the word reads, your beginnings will seem humble so prosperous will be your future. Now, I can tell you right now that we're on this app called Clubhouse, and I'm telling you, I am kind of clumsy with tech. I'm okay with even saying that because there are some things that I have mastered, and there are some things that I probably would never master, right? And that's why I got help here on the um, panel. Uh, you know, we got Danikia, who, uh, if you can go ahead and make sure 
that um, Daniki, you go ahead and get Danielle on in this in this convo right here. Daniki is one that have really mastered the whole online thing, and you know even have a, a social media uh, course that will be um, launching and, you know, helping us say, hey, we want to look right on social media. This is what we're talking about with this collaboration. But when you start looking at this Clubhouse app that started in May of 2020, it's already valued at a billion dollars with only um, access to iPhone or I or Apple users. And guess what? They could have easily said, no, we can't launch because we want to be able to hit every user, Apple and Android. We can't launch because um, we, wanna, we want to um, start big. No, they started small. I saw a huge um, turnaround and even a 30-day period once the right people started getting on the app. But it also started with the foundation of wherever their vision was. Now, I don't know if, you know, um, the clubhouse users uh, acknowledge Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's, that's their choice. It's always going to be all of our choice as to what we would choose our foundation as. But I can tell you one thing is that they have gotten the idea of faith. And so much so that when people came, even though the app was shaky and sometimes breaking down as far as even the, the bandwidth, that now, you know, people came in and said, we want to invest, we want to help grow this. But guess what? At least they had the foundation and they had the platform in place. Now, what's stopping you from going big or having your breakthrough? Could it be that you're afraid to start small to go big? I've seen people do this all the time. Robert and I have been, um, you know, from the ground up, and we literally are never afraid of the trenches. We have built significant businesses, but when we start something off, we already are okay with it being humble. And the question is, are you? We're going to have some real talk on today on why you must generate more than an average income and um, becoming a millionaire should or maybe could be a great target for you, not for the glamorization of it. So you can have more than enough so that when the next generation is coming behind us, that we have not only foundations of just great advice, but we have also foundation of finances and resources as well. This is not really about glamour. It's more about the grind and strategic leverage of money and time. I'm going to open up because I want to just share with you a few bullet points that I want you to take away as we will be touching on these different subjects. Our leaders here, we have an amazing uh, guest here. I've been waiting for Ms. Joy Cook to come on um, this stage. She has been doing some amazing rooms throughout. And um, I want you to know that having first the proper foundation for us, our foundation is God. Why? Because he knows everything. He has everything. And so whoever, whatever that is for you, but what for us is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who says that he died and he came for us to have life and have it more abundantly. And we are after that, not only for ourselves, but for others. But you got to get financially prepared for your windows of opportunities. We call it the woo. I can remember Robert and I, our humble beginning, right after we got married and my mom and I were going to go into uh, business together. My, I had been my mom assistant all the way until when we said, hey, we were going to start a salon together. Well, my mom had, um, you you know, done extremely well in the hair business. And we came to Georgia and we moved into a city called Stone Mountain. Without the proper research, my mom bought a huge salon and did not even realize that in that particular city, which was inundated and, and really at that time in 1988 was ran by the KKK. That's who was running it. Stone Mountain was just so um, so strong with that. And, and we didn't understand because we came from where we, my mom's salon in Connecticut was in Bloomfield where we were friends with, with amazing people of all sorts of diverse backgrounds, and my mom had a thriving salon there that took her to six figures in her first year. Well, at the end of the day, she started this next salon, and it tanked, and you know, she filed bankruptcy, so it kind of had her like bitter taste in her mouth of that type of uh, large investment. But then I could remember we saying, hey, mom, let's do this again. By this time, I had earned this would have been my third salon, and I was here now 
coming from Florida back to Georgia. Robert and I had just got married um, years later, and my mom decided she was going to back out of being a partner with me. So I had to go to the bank, and I literally had money in the bank, and I was able to get a secured loan to get all of what else I needed for the salon to get going. But who would have known that that excellent, humble beginning of me being uh, prepared for that window of opportunity, I wasn't fully prepared from a credit situation, but I had money. So it's our job to make sure that we go ahead and get those coins up so that we need to have whether the resources or we need the credit. And it's better to be both because you guys know we talk about credit and finances all the time here, but you've got to say that needs to be a priority in your mind to get prepared for windows of opportunity. People will come to you with ideas and you don't have the money or you don't have the credit. And so we want to discuss these things. The next thing is, is that you got to start like you already winning, you know, because of the whole excellent, humble beginning mindset. I used to serve the clients on Friday. We would serve refreshments and, you know, whether we did wine or whether we did bubbly and I treated my clients with excellence, how would I have known that that was going to be my foundational customer base for our first million? There's no way I would have known it. That was the customer base that I served with excellence for years. And then what we did was we asked them to come on a Sunday, and that literally opened up a whole new business idea who knew that the next year we would have earned our first seven figures breaking generational curses. And then now when you got to say, you know what? You got to work like you know it's going big. We work from sunup to sundown. Robert, even though he had been working at Georgia Tech on, on Sundays, he would be the person coming and clean the salon up. He would help me. And and we were, people didn't even realize, like, look, yeah, he went and worked at Georgia Tech, and he worked for one of his friends that now come in and does all of our wiring for our home. Significant. His, his, his boss is now, you know, will do jobs for him because we learned how to master the grudge work and the grind. You're going to build that business that's now going to fund all those investments we talk about, build your family bank that we talk about, all these things. But don't you need to know your business so that even you'll later on be able to hire your weaknesses and continue to master your strength as a visionary? And then using those profits always for the advancement of prosperity for your business, investments, and others. Now, we're going to unpack this, and I want to open up right now because many of us despise the humble beginners. We want to look like celebs from the very beginning, and I brought Miss Joy in because she is a PR rep, and I, and I want to... Um, I want to I wanna start there, and then we're going to reverse back in, because I know she might even be busy, have to hop in another room. But Ms. Joy, good, good morning to you. God bless you. Thank you for coming in on today. How are you? Good morning, John, Dom, Nicola. You have been fired up. I mean, you just dropped a lot, a lot of knowledge right there. You talked generational wealth. You talked humble beginnings. You talked all the things that I'm super passionate about. And I want to thank you for the warm welcome and for inviting me to be on this stage because what you're talking about really, really is going to change the trajectory of how our communities not only survive but thrive. So I'm glad to be here and um, love to, you know, add value, answer any questions um, that anyone may have. And for those of you all who don't know me, like uh, um, Nicole just said, I am a public relations and PR strategist. I've been in PR for 19 years. I've owned my own firm for 11 years. And one of the cool things that we do is we get your message above the noise. We have a strategic way to make sure that no matter what it is that you're doing, no matter how talented why no matter how crowded your field is we have a strategic way to make sure that the people who influence the influencers know about you and so i'm so glad today to be able to add that about you today's group 
Thank you so much, Joy. And I know that people will have questions. Go ahead and start coming in the queue, asking your questions. We also have people who are live on Blog Talk Radio as well, so they can go ahead and press star number one. Ms. Joy and all of our speakers will be able to hear you. Bishop Rasby, you know, you talk about coming from the ground up, and we know, you know, having the background of knowing, like, you know, the ugly side of of the world to the beautiful side of what the kingdom can do for your life. Can we talk about these humble beginnings? Because I know people come and they have visions, right? And we are visionaries, but they forget in that division, just like Robert discussed on yesterday, that the foundation of everything, the most important part is the dirt. The, you know, he talked about building homes and people think that cement is the most important part of building the foundation, but it's the dirt that you're even pouring that cement on. And many people don't want to get dirty. They don't want to, um, they're, they're so um, afraid and ashamed of even pe- seeing people seeing them make mistakes. I love, and I love to see my team have seen some crazy things happen to me and see me bounce back like fireball. And so I believe that that teaches people what does it really take to, um, you know, go way beyond your prior generation. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Dr. Nicola, for this opportunity. And um, for me, certainly, as you said, coming from humble beginnings, I look at this uh, Job 87 scripture in a very, very different way. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures, as a matter of fact, uh, but I think sometimes we take it as a blank check mm-hmm. and as a promise from God that if you just start, then you're going to end up increasing. As a matter of fact, Bill uh, Dad was being pessimistic when he talked to Job because he was trying to say Job's sin and he was trying to tell Job if he corrected his life, then he would ultimately prosper. Mm-hmm. But I believe the greater message in this is regardless of where you come from, regardless of how many mistakes you've made, you can always take a correction course. As for me, uh, you know, we, we've talked personally, and I've even shared openly on here with my background from the streets and selling drugs. Uh, I had to come to a place where I had to come to myself and realize I had greater potential within me. Now, that didn't automatically mean that I was going to get on the right path to prosperity, even though I was on the right path to Christianity, because I found myself making a lot of money during my lifetime, but still had the dope boy mentality. And because I had that fast money mentality, I had the tendency to think that I had to lose it and I couldn't keep it as fast as I made it. Because again, with that same mentality, you don't find yourself trying to make investments or trying to be conservative or put yourself on a budget to ultimately find yourself on that path leading to prosperity. You find yourself just constantly spending because you believe you're going to get as much as you give. And so I came from that background, but the one thing I found in this season of my life, and I knew it spiritually speaking, I've always had mentors, I've always had spiritual coverings who led me and guided me spiritually, but had no idea that if I was going to be the businessman that I needed to be, I had to find a mentor. And so I would say to those who have that humble beginning like me, who's looking for the latter end to increase, You've got to find the perfect man and mark yourself after that person, as the Bible says. You need somebody who's been where you're trying to go who can give you those practical steps to be able to get there. And then uh, I think it was uh, you or Joy that said, then you've got to have a millionaire mentality. You you have to have a prosperous mindset. Even your net worth may not even be $1,000, but you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to believe that you have a higher calling and a greater destiny. And I like to say this in ministry all the time. You don't have to wait until you get big to be big. You have to believe you're big while you're small. And so with that mindset and then patterning myself after those like yourself who's already gotten there, it has ultimately changed my life and put me on a greater trajectory. So regardless of who you are, it's not too late to start over again. Thank you so much. Wow. That's so powerful because... That's exactly, this is why I'm talking about, the Holy Spirit is always right in the midst. When we're talking about, don't despise the humble beginnings, because there are a lot of people during the pandemic who were significantly maybe successful, even in corporate America, and the rug probably would feel like it was being pulled under them, from under them. And they may now say, you know what, man, I I may want to go ahead and start a business, and I want to 
you know, but people are used to me being on top and I don't want nobody to make it look like, you know, maybe I'm broke or I'm broken. You know, that pride thing has always, um, I found even in coaching people, the whole idea about what, what people are thinking from the outside. And if we could always just think like a millionaire hustle, like we broke, no matter how much success we've had, Dr. Monroe would always tell me, like, listen, success is your greatest enemy. I'm like, okay. He'd always remind you, don't don't ever get too comfortable with whatever level you at. So in my mind, anytime I've never been afraid to say no. I don't do reckless things. I'm I'm very resourceful and very a, a good steward over what we earn. But I was never afraid to say, if I gotta start it over again, I know what to do. And that's one big distinction of multimillionaires. They would say. If I lost it, I know how to get it again. And this is why I tell people, master the crawl. People forget the process. Journal it along the way. Write down what you did so you can continue. If something happened, you know exactly what to do. That's how I came from one business, that same business, our first seven-figure business. And because of lack of integrity, I walked away and went and built another one that was nearly five times. How? Because I mastered the crawl. And that means that humble beginning can start at anywhere, and I know what to do from the bottom of the top. But people will overlook that because they don't want the humble beginning. The word tells us. It looks like it's humble, but it's the prosperous way. Denikia, good morning. God bless you. What would you like to share? We got some people coming in here, and we're going to take a question from uh, the audience, and then we're going to take an, a question also uh, from Blog Talk. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Nicola, for the opportunity to share. So many things came up, especially when you just uh, said those last few words, because I actually even posted about that on yesterday. Um, and that process, um, even when I think about, okay, you're laying the foundation, you may get your house built, it's beautiful, but it's going to take some maintenance. And there's things that are going to actually happen. I'll even use, for example, my home. I moved to Louisiana, never been really in a hurricane type of city or area, never knew what even to expect during those times. So you have a house and then a storm comes through. And maybe the first storm, you know, it just damaged the outside of the home, wasn't really worried, nothing happened to the home. I remember we even talked about a few times, like, you need to evacuate. Get out of that storm. You know, you don't want to be there should something happen. I'm like, well, I'm with someone that has experience. They've been able to survive through many, many storms, even Hurricane Katrina. And they say, this one ain't too bad. We'll be able to take cover. You know, we're in a great area. We're safe. And then, you know, this last storm came by, and it actually caused damage. And, you know, we had the insurance people to come out and look at the home, and they didn't even tell us what type of damage that actually had occurred outside. And a few weeks later, now we look up, and now we have water leaks coming through the ceiling. And with that, you know, experience, sometimes you have mentors around you that will be able to tell you how to survive a few storms. Mm-hmm. But then you may have somebody else that will be able to say, hey, no, I have experience in this storm, and this is how we came through on the other side. You're okay. Some people are comfortable maybe just with one mentor, and we've talked about that before. Sometimes you need mentors in different areas of your life to be able to help and guide you. Not only that, you don't want to damage the relationship with the mentor that, you know, will be able to tell you there is a leak that will happen in your home should you not take proper action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our insurance company forgot to tell us that, hey, you need to tarp up your roof before you're able to actually get it prepared to avoid those leaks from coming in. And so um, with that as well, you always got to think about maintenance. Sometimes you may have a mentor and you get to a certain point in life and you're like, oh, no, I'm winning. I'm good. I don't need your help no more. <laughs> It's like, wait a minute, you know, you don't know what could possibly happen later on down the road. So you want to keep that relationship, those ties uh, always open and always value your mentor because you never know when and where or how you may need them. And you may just need a word of encouragement to keep going. I always tell you all the time, man, if it weren't for you, the Pope, I think I would have. 
threw the, you know, the bag in a long time ago. Like, this thing is rough. But you need someone that can encourage you that has already been the way, showing you the way, also experiencing some of those hurdles and challenges to tell you that it is possible. You can actually do this even when you had success. Because some people may say, well, I made a few six figures or I made my first million. I don't need nobody to keep coaching me or keep pushing me or telling me I can do it. I got this. You never know if you really got it until you get to a point where you're like, okay, do I really got this? And so I just wanted to um, add that and hopefully that helps somebody out there. That's crazy. I What you're saying is it brought back, I literally, you know, I, I remember things in pictures and I can remember living in South Florida and that was um, 1993. And um, I lived in a beautiful neighborhood that was right at the cusp of Fall Springs. And um, as a matter of fact, I was the only black that lived in that neighborhood and I was a single mom with two uh, toddlers, what someone call it infant and a toddler. And um, I had a nanny. It wasn't know that I was rich. It was like I just said, this is a part of how I get to go to work so my kids didn't have to keep going into daycare centers and things like that. And and I can remember there being a huge hurricane coming in. And um, uh, we said, okay, we're going to go to, because I had worked the salon the day before, and they were like, okay, everybody, I came home, and everyone had already started boarding up the um their 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 windows and everything and I was like oh lord I didn't I had to go to Home Depot and I'm a single mom and I'm going to Home Depot and I'm saying where was my Boaz back then and I went to Home Depot went and bought the wood and everything and then I go and get the drill I asked him what do I need couldn't find anybody to help me and I literally got on the ladder and went to start piercing this concrete with these um these wood panels and my neighbor looked out and saw me and the, the wind had started, the rain had started and he came out and he started to say, let me help you. Let me help you. And he started to help me to board up. And then I said, you know what, Lord, I told him, though, go back in the house with your family. We're going to go in. And we went in and we just prayed. And I had my two um, kids. And I remember after that is when I made the decision, I was going to move right back on to, um, move back on to Georgia. And when I can think about how that storm is what led me to move right back on into Georgia by, uh, I weathered a few more of those and by 1999, I moved back into Georgia and then Robert and I met, I think what it was, 2000 and either two, maybe 2002, I believe, I don't know. Long story short, 2002-2003, but long story short is sometimes the storms lead you exactly into your purpose, into where it is that you're supposed to be. Those storms is what led me to say, wait a minute, one state over. There are no dang on crazy stuff like this every time you turn around. I'm a single parent. I live in a beautiful neighborhood, all this type of stuff. But I was like, you know, let me move right on over. And then Robert and I met. And we literally would have met a long time ago. We knew so many people in common and so much so that there were some gentlemen that used to come down and come to my home and love to get my cooking and everything. And Robert was supposed to come a few times with them, never came. Him and I would have met and then we would have not been together because we would have met through my son's father and I wouldn't even touch that. But thank God we met on our own recognizance, me coming out of the shark bar one Friday night in ATL. Gonna hop around, babe. Good morning. What about our humble beginnings? People don't even know about the days you worked at Georgia Tech that um, even when you got fired, you never even said you got fired. You know, we just kept it rolling. You there, babe? Robert, are you there? Lord, you know this new man on Clubhouse. We gonna go to a question. We gonna go to a question. This man here on Clubhouse, can somebody get him? Uh, South Beach B. Wellington. Good morning from Philly to Miami. We were just talking about South Florida. Good morning, and then we're gonna go on the blog talk. Do you have a question? Yes, good morning. Good morning. My name is actually Brandon Green. I started a business called South Beach Experience in Miami. It's probably providing like a luxury lifestyle in Miami. Um, so you were talking about humble beginnings. 
Now, when you're coming from humble beginnings, my question is basically when you start making the money, right, when you start bringing in the income, what resources do you take to actually start saving and investing the money? Because coming from humble beginnings, you like, and what my, my, my experience, I never really had the money I'm having now. So how do we keep that humble mindset while making the money in order to, like, save it? Absolutely. I can tell you, 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 you are a gem on this morning because the first piece is the personal, the personal development. The personal development will help you get in touch with your true self where it's no longer, especially you being in the industry of luxury. We've been living luxury for a long time, but releasing the fact about what other people are thinking, you need a budget for your business and that budget for your business. We were always taught you feed what funds you. And that budget is taking care of the basics of the business of whatever is going to help you to scale for more, um, more expansion. So that means that your money is supposed to go back into what funds you, go back into your business, minus your basic expenses. So we have like a 70-30. Your life should not be costing you, your life and your business expenses should not be costing you more than 70%, your life and business expenses. So that's probably going to take your lifestyle down to maybe 30, 40%, real skinny. And then now the rest is going to go into your business, your operations, your marketing, whatever it takes to grow your business, whatever you got, cars, whatever it is, your experiences, which I want to know about it because we're going to be coming down to South Florida um, and, and Robert and I need, yeah, we're gonna, we need us a, a, a vacation, like literally. But then now the other 30%, is that's your growth money. This is the money where you are definitely paying yourself. Inside of that money, you are paying it forward for others, whatever philanthropy that you are going to be part of. Do not skip that step of sowing seed. Sow what you want to grow. So whether it's into the church, whether it's into other people's lives, whether it's into other people, you got to sow that seed. Yesterday we talked about that where Robert was like, he never, we never was writing 40,000, 50,000. We write large checks to help other people's lives grow. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to have some assets. Many people is, we consider it like hood rich. They got a lot of things but those things don't really mean money. If you had to liquidate, it don't mean money. We're not talking about luxury cars because they depreciate until they're classics. We're talking about assets and ownership. So what other things should you be investing in? And then now you want to invest in some liquid assets, things that can grow. Highly leveraged assets is what you're looking for. Money that makes money without you. You see what I mean? I don't know if you have those. I don't know how you, I don't know if you have an infinite bank. I don't know if you have adequate insurance where this money is now being your own bank, where you are putting money in places where it's accessible to you whenever you want without credit requirements that you can use again to grow the money. Money is currency. It needs to keep going in cycles. Our money goes in cycles where you now are able to position yourself for that. And then you want to also, of course, I know many of us will talk about protecting those assets. You need to have protection because things are not always up. So that's why 30% is going into seven, eight, eight streams of income where even if what you love go down, it don't take you down. Did that help you? Did that help you? And I'd love to connect with you um, as well. My husband is right here. I don't know if he's up yet, but if not, we're going to go to T. Anthony Money, and then we're going to go into Shara. Um, we, do you, anybody have any questions for Joy before she leaves on the PR, on getting themselves, like building their brands from a humble space? Joy, um, if you could inbox me um, on IG so that we can set up an appointment as well. But, you know, um, I have a question on the PR piece myself after T Money wants to share, and then and then Shara as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, thank you so much, Nicola. I mean, you know, just when a gentleman was just speaking and asking those questions about, you know, when he said, you know, I've never made this much money as I have now, and I could relate to that. 
you know, um, 2020 was my biggest year of income ever. And, you know, we talk about, we, we talk about, you know, what do you do with the money? And, you know, I found out what to do with the money. You start investing your money into things like Nicola said that you want to grow. And that's what I started doing. You know, I'm in the, I used to be in the film and music industry. So I started investing into films last year, becoming, you know, co-executive producers of three different films. Those are things that I was, you know, familiar with. So I said, you know, that's an industry that I actually love. And so I started investing into it. And I started investing into myself. And then I started investing into my family and other people to help them build businesses as well. And another point that I'd like to talk about when Tanika talked about those storms, it don't matter how big you get in life or how much money you make, it's always going to be a new storm. Now, whether you choose to weather the storm and go through the storm and, you know, actually overcome the storm, that's totally up to you, but it's going to be storms in your life. I got a young lady on my team who, you know, we was working together, we, we were building business together, and things started happening. Somehow she started separating from the mentorship and the leadership, and a horrible storm came in her life just here recently to where her daughter actually was killed in South Florida last week. And, you know, I don't believe that she could even muster up enough to even call me because the relationship had been damaged. It had been torn. And now that she was going through this storm, no matter what happened between her and I, I still reached out and still gave her that company advice to let her know. It doesn't matter. I'm still here for you. So you know that the storms are coming. You have to be the person that has got to be ready and equipped to overcome the storm. And if you built the foundation right, this one won't be too bad for you. Thank you, Nicole. So powerful. You know, um, I, I want to go back into that investing piece. You know, um, there's seven mountains of influence. And, and Mr., um, what is he, what's his name one more time? Uh, South Beach B. Wellington. What's your name? Uh, what's your name, King? My name is Brandon. Brandon. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and follow you. So Brandon, he is in what you would consider uh, maybe arts and entertainment, right? And then now you heard T-Money was in media, but you have the, the spiritual, um, you have the spiritual mountain of influence that many people need. When we talked about your foundation being a faith, that's things that you cannot see. And this is where most people are really whimpering in the idea of they really roll their whole life only off of what they can see now or what they've seen from someone else. And, you know, so in that idea of investing in places um, that supports that, family, this is another mountain that we cannot forget. My husband and I are faith, family, and then everything else. That's our priority. But when you invest in what the original idea of the first partnership, when you're talking about with God, is, is, is in families and even families, helping families thrive and grow. If you're in business, that can help families progress and go to the next level. Um, that, is, that is a powerful place. And in an education, right now we're in the info. That's why Clubhouse is blowing up. People are here saying this is access to information I would otherwise otherwise not have. This is behind the curtains access and, and close up and personal to people who I would never typically have this type of access. So this is why this app was able to go up to a billion dollars, not the fact that nobody has to grow, get dressed, be in our jammies or whatever picture we want to put there, but our audio, the sound waves um, are able to go across and make major impact. Government, this is where people are like looking. If, if, if you thought about it for a moment, like, wouldn't it be really, really important for us to be able to say, you know, we want to invest in things that even helps the government make better decisions or what have you. We have lobbyists and then we have media. We talk about the arts and then we talked about uh, business, right? So now when you start to think about these things, doesn't it already tell you that you need to go ahead and get that grind and get that money up so that you could have monies and resources and part ownership? This is why the stock market now is being this big deal, but it's not only stock market. There are other indexes. There's other sectors. 
And our profile, our portfolio goes into all sectors, all seven of these sectors, whether it's through stocks, whether it's through bonds, whether it's in, in insurance, whether it's in direct businesses, how we just invested in the best UTV, where now we'll give a voice, right? Give a voice to people who would otherwise not have a voice. These types of things are important, but you've got to go with your grind from what you have first. Many people don't want to have the humble beginning of saying, I got to make enough money so that now I can feed what funds me and then I can consistently commit to investing. And I'm going to go in seven different directions, whether it's in you have what they call significant positioning in these industries or small but when something goes up, the other goes down. You'll never lose. These are financial foundations that are not being spoken to the average person that you can do it. I need you to understand is a fraction of something is much better than nothing. Many people don't want to have a fraction. You can go to Robinhood right now and get you a fraction of a Bitcoin or get you a fraction of a Tesla stock. But we haven't mastered the basic money, so we have no money to put anywhere else. So that's why we got to invest, even in things like the education. Thank you so much. What would you like to share? Shower, good morning. God bless you. And then we're going to blog talk. Get ready, um, 803-7561. Good morning, Shara. You there? Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I actually was trying to go look about this fractional stock I bought years ago to see what it looked like so I can give you some numbers. Yes. But um, but yes. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm I'm super big, and I, you know I love being here every morning because it inspires me to get my day started. It challenges me to think about things that I might not have thought about, and it makes me dig deep and to remind myself to be as humble as possible. So what's interesting is um, what Richard Rodriguez had said, too, about, like, you know, um, it's okay, you can hit rock bottom and come back, right? And Zanikio was mentioning this, and so was T-Money. It's just the idea of investing in yourself is one of the best mm-hmm. investments you can ever make. And that's, I always talk about the mindset shift, so investing in making sure you have a healthy mindset, because you can have millions, and you can lose millions, and you can start all over again. But what's most important is that you have developed yourself, your skill sets, and your assets um, to be able to bounce back. Because we all hit rock bottom at some point. I think sometimes we look at successful people and we're like, oh, they've never had a challenge. No, they have. You know, but they've identified and they've committed to being able to push past those challenges. And there's, some, there's something amazingly dangerous in a good way about people who are not scared to fail because they're willing to start again with new information. And that's really what failure is. It's an opportunity to realize what's not working and then move forward with that information. So I implore everyone to not only invest um, to start, your first investment is yourself, is your knowledge, it's your education, it's learning the ropes, it's finding a mentor, and then as you continue with those investments, your financial abundance will come, and then you want to take your financial abundance and invest it in things that grow, like make your money, make money for you. So often we're, you know, we're spending money, especially if you come from a scarcity mindset, we're like beginning to buy and hoard all the things we can never afford before, or to show people that we've made the money, but really what's the most important is to be able to find, create a lifestyle that not only is sustainable, but it also um, creates opportunities for generations to come. And that includes estate planning, because, you know, we, we don't talk about that as mm-hmm. much as possible. We need to not only, you know, you want to secure the bag, you want to grow the bag with your investments, and then you want to protect the bag with your yeah. so, oh, so what I was going to go look at is talking about fractional shares. My very first fractional share ever was $25 worth of Tesla. And that $25, you know, since then I've been using my Tesla um, shares, but my $25 that I originally purchased, that alone is currently worth $400. And so it was just taking that chance of saying, hey, you know what, I, I don't have the full money, I don't know, you know, I won't be able to invest in the full share, but I didn't let it stop me. I said, I got $25. 
you know, that's right. I'm going to take that $25 and I'm going to put it into a company that I think is going to be doing well. And that $125 alone has clearly, you know, made itself over, um, it's, I think it's 300 times percent return. So I just implore everyone, like, don't let fear hold you back. Don't let your own limited belief hold you back. You know, take what you have and, and start there. I always say start by starting, and that's the step one in moving in the right direction, because you, you're not going to make a million dollars if you don't make five. That's right. <laughs> the first five, the first 100, the first 1,000, and then when that million comes, you're going to know what to do with it. That is so, so key. Always drop in the just very direct uh, gems. And what you talked about investing in yourself, what people don't even understand is once you invest in yourself, outside of even utilizing that information um, to be better, now that is also information that you can turn into products. Those are, that's information you can turn into things of teaching other people. I literally, that's how we created the Power Moves Planner was this is how I built my empire. This is what I did every day to build my empire and I turned that into a product. This is how I did the first million from scratch. My vision to profit challenge. It's all about what I do to do my vision and then I turn it into a product. And then like even the Pink Millionaire Club with the money mansion, talking about the income generation, then now talking about your personal development, that's the pink print, all the way up to masterminding. People don't understand on how after you've even gotten the education, you can monetize that education. But if you don't acknowledge the humble beginnings and even document your process. I was just on the line with one of my pink millies this morning that has a makeup mind and, and she really has lipstick, Jeanette Tina. I mean, beautiful lipsticks. And I'm saying, hey, we got to up-level this, this marketing. We got to up-level. And I'm definitely, once she gets some things, you know, joy, we, we want, we're looking for some PR connections for, uh, but I want to I want to talk with you about that because I've had some PR and, and and it's okay, but not exactly on how to choose a PR rep. But the thing is, is with with her, she beautiful. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for her to just blow all the way up. And I was talking to her about the packaging and the present presentation and you know what research she could do and you know collaborating with her in that standpoint. And as as humble and as open, I mean, she is. And I. Um, love when I when I hear people who say, you know what, I'm okay with the humble beginnings. I just want to build up, and I'm like, yes, you gotta start humble, but you have to have the goal in mind to go big. Don't stay there. Some people want to get stuck in the humble beginnings, and you still keep saying, I just got started. I just got started. Yes, you gotta get started, then you gotta get going, then you gotta keep going, and then you need to blow up. The humble beginning is just at the beginning. Get those goals in place. Lay out that timeline. Document the journey. After you've done it, now you come back and be authentic and you can teach what you've done. We're not here telling people how to do a million from scratch and we're trying to still make our first million. We're not guinea pigging with people. We don't do that. We're as real as it gets. That's why we could talk about this like the back of our hand on what is the way you do this. So I want to go and ask the question on Blog Talk and let them off the hook because they're going to be coming out. 803, last five, 7561. Do you have a question on this morning? And then we're going to uh, ask good morning. a PR person. Good morning. Good morning, Nicola. It's uh, Nancy Johnson. How are you? I'm amazing, Miss Nancy. How are you? From the I'm great. I'm great. And I'm Pardon me? From the cotton field to the capital. I named your book every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Good morning. Yes. I just wanted to comment. Um, I think uh, Danikia and the other um, gentlemen spoke about how important personal development is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think preparation. Um, I started reading the Kiplinger magazine in 1970s subscribing to it when we didn't have any money to invest. And then the other thing is in preparation, you got to get your mindset, um, even while you're working toward getting money to invest, you need to make sure that your mindset is about how to grow your money once it comes into your hands. And I just want to say to others, um, you know, you got to pay to get, someone to coach you or mentor you. At 70 years old, 
I have a mm-hmm. coach. I have a mentor. Nicola, you've been there for me over 10 years. And um, in growing your business and trying to become the expert at it, I was going to conferences back in the 80s and 90s where Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Danielle Kennedy, Zig Ziglar, uh, we went, I went with my company all over the U.S. And uh, a lot of the other agents didn't go because they wanted the big parties and who was going to be there for entertainment. But I saw the need for the personal development. And going from humble beginnings, uh, the exposure to what other people have done then, and, and they have walked the walk that you're trying to get to, um, you got to master the crawl, and you got to be willing to invest in yourself. Wow, Miss Nancy, I can tell you right now, I got to give you um, like the amazing, like you even trusting me as much success as you've had, and but you acknowledge and said, hey, there's some things that Nicola can show me, and when I can see how your brand has evolved even in the last year and how you are going live every day. And people are saying, you look beautiful. You look radiant. You look like you turned back the hands of time, Miss Nancy. And I can see the growth. And at 70, we can never forget that, you know, um, KSC, the colonel started his, what did he start at, what, 52, uh, 52 when he started KFC. I um, so. <laughs> yes, and, 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 and Blossom, and I can see you in the next 10, 20 years, like building that billion-dollar deal inside of real estate. It's just now that you're mastering now, you master the call, then now you master your system, now you go and scale it. You can't scale what you really didn't build. That's so important because you got to know your business inside out to know even your infirmities, doing your SWOT analysis, the strengths, the weaknesses, what are the opportunities and the threats so that you can now scale it once you get to that place. And all of that happens in the crawl. Thank you so much, Miss Nancy. You are always a gem and added value. Pink Millionaire Club is going to be off the chain of the connections that we're bringing in for this year, and um, I can't wait to continue to help you to grow. Now, you know, thanks so much, Blog Talk. We'll be seeing you soon. Um, Make sure you stay tuned, and even if you want to stay on Blog Talk, it's okay. We're going to be making sure these episodes are going into the podcast, and if you can, go to Apple Give us some reviews. We need to be rated. Power Start Your Day has been going on now, 1,072 episodes. And I've never asked for the, um, you know, for you to go out there and rate it. So go to Apple and go and say how amazing. I would love to see 100 ratings today, five-star ratings for Power Start Your Day. Uh, thank you so much. So let's hop back in. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.